So, something bad just happened in your life or your ministry, and now you're doubting if this is really part of God's will or not. Well, in this episode, I'll help to provide some clarity so you can better discern whether you should continue or if you should stop. You've got a dream to glorify God and make your mark on the world. Maybe you want to grow a business, start a ministry, or become a better servant leader. Whichever level in life you want to hit, I believe that God's calling all of us towards something greater than where we are now. So join me as I document my journey to learn how to grow an online ministry in ways that are effective, biblical, and aren't stuffed with complicated religious or business mumbo-jumbo. My name is Alec Hassan, and welcome to the Digital Ministry Mastermind Podcast. Hey, what is going on, current Christian family? It is Alec here, and uh, if you listened to the last episode, I just want to let you know I'm not cooking food during <laughs> during this episode. Uh, last one, you know, I was making myself some dinner, but now it's nice, bright, and early in the morning, and I got hit with some inspiration in the shower. I don't know if you've ever had that where you're in the shower, and it's like, oh my gosh, I just got a really good idea. And uh, for me, at least, I got some really good clarity, because I don't know about you, but this year of 2021 for a lot of us, has actually been more difficult than in 2020. I think what has happened is in 2020 during the pandemic, it's like, yeah, there's, you know, things are shutting down. This is going to be pretty bad. It's going to be pretty difficult, and we got to prepare for that. But then as 2020 ended and we moved into 2021, that expectation that, you know, things are probably going to be a bit difficult, at least for me, it, that expectation seemed to vanish. And I adopted a new expectation that things are going to be better and easier. And when that wasn't the case, um, things just seemed way more discouraging than they were last year, even though things objectively are actually going pretty well this year. And maybe you can relate with that. And on that topic of like, you know, our expectations not being met or things being a bit more difficult than we anticipated, um, I wanted to talk about that in our walk with Jesus. Because a lot of us, we get fed, you know, depending on where we're at in our walk with Jesus, uh, depending on how we were introduced to Jesus and decided to take that step of faith to be like, yeah, I'm going to follow this guy. Uh, we may have been fed some very different and possibly some very conflicting information of what it looks like to follow Jesus. And I, I just, you know, if, if any of you have, I'm sure you have, if any of you have read uh, the stories in the New Testament of just Jesus's ministry, you'll see like, you know, some really awesome high moments, but then there's also some very low moments. And, you know, spoilers alert, but, you know, Jesus goes to the cross and he dies for something that like, didn't justify him dying. So sure, like on the spiritual level, him taking on all our sins and taking the, taking our sins to death with him was something that we needed. You know, we can't work ourselves out of all the mistakes and all this debt of uh, just sin. You know, we can't, there's nothing we can do to perfect ourselves out of, out of the mistakes and the things that we've done or even out of the mistakes that other people have done. And with that in mind, like, you know, a lot of us think that like, oh, if we do things perfectly, our life will be perfect and it'll be good. And like, yes, it will be good. But then we associate these other things to it as well, where it's like life will be easier. Bad things won't happen. And, you know, if you think about it, Jesus being a perfect person 
doing things perfectly, is that how his life looked? Like, was, did things just come easily? Was, were things just extremely comfortable? Did everyone love him? <laughs> you know, um, the answer, of course, to all of that is, is no. So for us, you know, we have the, like, society helps to give us these expectations that, you know, doing, doing the right thing, doing this, doing it, doing that, um, buying this, buying that, uh, will remove all of your problems and life will just be peachy. And it, it won't, you know, we have an example, like we have, um, we have a person who did do things perfectly to the T and for him, you know, it, it didn't end up in the way that we're expecting our lives to end up. And a lot of us think that when these hard times happen, we think that it means, oh, we're doing something wrong or maybe we're thinking that, oh, maybe this wasn't what God wanted me to do. And, you know, those are totally valid questions. Those are things that you should certainly not try to ignore, um, but you also shouldn't take hardship at face value and you shouldn't just assume that it means, oh, I'm doing doing things wrong. Like, of course, if you're trying to use a screwdriver to hammer in a nail, uh, yeah, it's not. It's going to be very difficult. It's not going to work. Um, and that's where things like, like wisdom and discernment and you know asking others, you know, comes comes in handy. Uh, <laughs> especially you know if you're not if you're not a carpenter and you and you just don't know, like, oh, I need a hammer for a nail, then it's like ask other carpenters. So with your own life as well, like, for example, marriage or your job, if you have a new job. Um, but like, I'll stick with the marriage thing, for example. A lot of people think that, ooh, I got married, this person, this person's great. And by the way, I'm using this voice not to make fun of anyone else. I'm using it to like make fun of my own thoughts of when I was younger. Uh, but I would think like, like, ooh, this person's so great. I could just, you know, I want to marry them or I want to spend the rest of my life. As soon as, as soon as I marry them, my life will be perfect. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> they, <laughs> they're the missing puzzle piece to, to the part of my life that's missing. And <laughs> we're just two broken pieces of the same, same pottery. And as we fit our brokenness together, we are whole and there's no more imperfections. And it's like, eh. <laughs> you know, that's not true. And, uh, you know, I'm not trying, I'm not trying to say it. like, that's, what I had thought of like prior relationships and what I had thought prior when I was like a younger person. And the reason I thought that is because that's what they show in the movies. Ooh, they get married at the end, happily ever after. And it's like, no. And then when you encounter conflicts and you're thinking like, wait a second, the puzzle piece to my heart isn't resolving all of my flaws. Therefore, this must not be the right person. And it's like, no, 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 no. Pump the brakes. You know, that's, not what that means. I've heard of many marriages. There's, I know of a lot of marriages that are thriving, and they talk about how, um, like I know this one pastor. I'm not going to say. It, I'm not going to disclose his name. Very, very popular pastor. A lot of people know him. You probably use the app that their church developed to help you read the Bible. But um, I had heard a story about how him and his wife were really like you know they had a they had a very what is the word colorful discussion or as other people like to say it um an argument <laughs> a huge argument on how to prepare it was either like waffles or pancakes and 
you know, he shares a story and it's kind of like, haha, you know, it's, it's funny. It's humorous because it is funny. But I, I know for sure when that colorful discussion was happening, things were very, very tense, I'm assuming. Like he wouldn't share the story if it wasn't. And a lot of us have had moments like that where we have these colorful discussions. And anyway, you know, this, this isn't, this episode isn't about uh, marriage therapy things like that this is not a marriage counseling uh episode and the point of you know bringing up that marriage thing as an example is just to show that when hardship happens it doesn't necessarily mean you made the wrong choice but you do have to make like the wise choice of like how you want the end outcome to be so judas for example in the bible betrayed jesus and he saw that as being you know totally just that was that was the end for him and it's super unfortunate because when he took his own life um like just imagine like the redemption story and just the grace and the love of jesus coming back to life and going to judas and just being like i know the choice you made seemed easy at the time and i know the outcome the things that resulted from that choice seem very very hard and it doesn't seem like there's any way of getting out of it, but it had to happen for something significantly greater to happen. And it just would have been awesome. You know, Judas wouldn't have ended his own life. Um, like imagine, oh man, imagine the letters that he would have written uh, in the Bible. You know, we have Paul's letters and, and Peter and... Um, you know, the letters written to Timothy, but like imagine the letters that like Judas would have written. It would have been, oh man, some really, really great stuff. But he took that hardship as meaning he made the wrong decision. And it's so weird to say that he that he didn't because it's kind of like morally like, dude, yeah, that was not cool. Um, but like God used it for good. And that's kind of like Joseph's story. You know, like the, the Technicolor dream coat or whatever, you know, that movie, uh, Joseph, the King of Dreams or whatever. But uh, in Joseph's story in the Old Testament, he's just going around telling people like, hey, like I've got this, like, you know, God gave me these dreams and of like where he's going to be leading my life. And, you know, God's going to be working some great things in my life. People hated him for it to the point where, you know, his brothers try to kill him. And then they're like, oh, well, we'll just sell him into slavery, uh, make a quick buck. And it's just like Joseph's doing everything to stay righteous and make decisions that he thinks would honor God. And they do. But then even, even then, it's like more hard stuff happens, more hard stuff happens. And he may have struggled with those doubts as well, where he's like, man, maybe, maybe I should have just slept with my boss's wife or, well, yeah, it wasn't really, so it was his slave master's wife or something. And and he's like, no, 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 like that wouldn't be right. I'm, but why is all this hard? Why is this all this difficult stuff happening? And then it's just like hardship after hardship. And, but he just, you know, knows deep in his heart. He's like, no, but I know God wants me to honor him in these ways of not sleeping with another man's wife, of, um, you know, doing things to the up, up utmost excellence because you got to remember he's a slave so people are like joseph you know clean all the floors 
And he's like, oh yeah, the so the floors in like your the bedroom? No, all the floors. He's like, uh, so the floors in the bedroom in the hallway? And like, no, all the floors. And it's like, you're talking of the entire mansion? It's like, yes. It's like, oh no. People are walking around with sandals, getting dirt everywhere. You can't avoid it. And anyway, but yeah, he's he probably struggled with that stuff as well. And the point of these stories is just like take a moment to like reflect on not just like what the hardship thing is that's happening because you don't want to ignore it, but then also try to your best to like view it in the big picture of like how can God use this for good. And as just a wrap up side note thing, if you feel as though, you know, deep down, like, like, you know what, I don't think God wanted me to do this this way. Um, or, you know, I made the wrong decision. You know, I'm going to give you two, two things to do. And these are not like Sunday school answer things. These are like actual, like, you're going to have to put in a little bit of work. And if you're already reading your Bible, then don't worry. This isn't going to be anything extra. It's like if you're already read, if you're already reading your Bible, this is just going to be part of that. But whatever you're reading, if you're doing a devotional or something, I want you to pause it for now. So if you feel like you're maybe in like a scenario like Joseph, then I want you to read Psalm 119. It's fantastic. It's very long, but it talks a lot about this idea of integrity and how, you know, doing things in the righteous way. It's just like it provides that inner sense of peace and satisfaction. So that's like if you feel like you're in a Joseph scenario, possibly read Psalm 119. But let's say you're feeling more like you're in a Judas situation. And it's like, it's like, yep, my, my moral compass was wrong. And, you know, I, I just made, I made a decision not being in the right heart. Like my heart wasn't in the right place. And if that's the case, then, you know, I recommend, um, you know, in my book, Planting Your Purpose, we have a whole, I think it's like, uh, you know, a whole chapter that kind of talks about this of cultivating the heart, getting it ready uh, for what God wants to what, for what God wants to give you. And you know, Jesus wanted to was give it was pouring his whole heart. Jesus himself was pouring his whole heart into all the disciples, including Judas. But you know, Judas had arguably you know like a hard heart. You know, the soil was compact, and the seeds of wisdom just weren't able to take root and i'm not trying to say you have a hard heart or whatever but you know there might be some very dry compacted spots and you know that happens from times to t from time to time and a fantastic way to go about unearthing those hard spots is to read through the book of ecclesiastes and reading through it specifically with the frame of mind of looking for what verses are talking about things that are related to discernment. So like, are you trying to make decisions on things just to make a lot of money? Are you making decisions for things just to put yourself in a position of power? You know, things like this, like, because all of those things are fleeting and those things are going to go away and they're also going to lead you down a not so righteous path. Because you can make decisions, like, you know, we can all agree that people can make a decision to make a lot of money, and it may not necessarily mean that the decision is going to be just. 
or someone can make a decision to be put in a position of power doesn't necessarily mean that they are being a servant leader. You know what I mean? So if that's how you're feeling, if you're feeling kind of like in a Judas situation where it's like, you know what? I think like what's guiding me is not in the right place. If that's the case, <laughs> kind of rhymed there. Um, I want you to read Ecclesiastes, you know, the whole book. You'll, it's a fun one. You'll, you'll enjoy it. And then if you're feeling kind of in a Joseph scenario where it's like, no, I'm trying to make these good decisions, but it's just all these bad stuff's happening. I'm just not too sure. Then read Psalm 119. So thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I know I gave you a little bit of homework there at the end, but hey, if you felt like you got some wisdom in this episode, then I would like to invite you to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. And if you if you have like a friend or a family member who you know would benefit from this type of information or any of the information that we have in the prior episodes, then please share this podcast with them. That way they can join us on the journey of just living out a more fruitful life. Because, hey, you know, God's calling us all towards something greater than where we are now. And I'm just really looking forward to seeing you in our next episode. Are you a Christian leader looking to develop the skills needed to maximize the fruitfulness in your daily walk with Christ? Do you want to overcome the burden of not living life to the fullest and fully step into your God-given calling? If you do, then you should get a copy of my book, Planting Your Purpose, a 20-day guide to discover God's calling. It's not just another devotional book. Planting Your Purpose is your 20-day guide that will provide you with the strategies, tools, and insights to turn things around immediately. You will learn how to avoid the top five mistakes Christians make when pursuing their calling in life. You'll develop more joy in your walk with Jesus and unlock the secrets to mastering integrity. And by the end of 20 days, not only will you know your calling, but you'll have an even greater sense of fulfillment and confidence in your life. Everywhere, Christians are raving about this amazing new guide to discover their God-given calling. Get your copy by clicking the link in the show notes or by going to plantingyourpurpose.com. That's plantingyourpurpose.com.